You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Up next, the latest on the Missouri Tigers from KCSN, which features multiple shows each week with Border War with former Missouri forward Jarrett Sutton and former Jayhawks guard Jeff Hawkins. And Mizzou, that's who, with insider Gabe Diarmon, Maggie Johnson, and Tucker Franklin. The latest news, the top stories, and an insider perspective to keep you in the know. Make sure to follow us on your new home for Missouri Tigers podcast, KCSN. And now, the latest on Mizzou Athletics. Welcome into another edition of Mizzou That's Who, your podcast for Missouri Athletics here on KC Sports Network. I'm Tucker Franklin, joined as always by Gabe Diarmon and Maggie Johnson. Listen, if you haven't heard by now, it was a pretty good day in uh, Mizzou land, Mizzou recruiting in Columbia all across the country. If you're a Mizzou fan, because the, the Tigers did land that five-star from Lee Summit North, Kansas City, shout out Kansas City, uh, cranking out the, these uh, top-tier prospects. you got both sides of the state popping out. A lot of really good prospects. Very good to keep those guys home. We had a podcast yesterday, Gabe and I sat down and we talked about what that kind of commitment meant. But Maggie, we didn't get to hear from you. How are you doing? I am stoked. I actually have my Luther Burton sweatshirt on today. I don't. Oh, I guess only you guys can see it right now. But um, if we show any clips, everybody else can see it. So I do have my Luther Burton. I, I got it. Um, a lot of people on Twitter have kind of been following this story. It took me a very long time to get this sweatshirt. I ordered it on January third of twenty twenty two, and I got it about a week and a half ago. So, um, post office is delayed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody finally took over three three one four T's, um, took over and uh held up his end of the deal. He reached out to me, he was like, I'll send you your sweatshirt. I'm super stoked. So uh, got my sweatshirt. So I was like, I'm gonna wear it on, on the show today. So got my new sweatshirt, but yeah, I had to wear my five star sweatshirt after we got another new five star. Excited about it. But yeah, it was a wild day on Twitter, it was a wild day kind of everywhere. The news, you know, it was cool because we got all these crystal balls, you know, Gabe put his in and then they kind of started rolling in and then you kind of got that hope and then it kind of was pulled out a little bit too because, you know, you heard from the OU guys that maybe it wasn't going to happen and then you kind of heard that after he announced that it may have not even been between Mizzou and OU after all. So um, that was kind of a wild, a wild take, um, but... Yeah, very, very cool. You just hope that everything stays how it is with how NIL is. But I'm thinking we're going to see him at Pharrell next year. Would love to see it. Uh, Gabe, how are you doing after uh, heading out to Lee Summit North? Uh, I saw you. I was watching your stream for a while for him to commit. And uh, it seemed like there was a lot of people there. Lots of buzz uh, up at Lee Summit North. There were a lot of people there. I'm curious if my uh, created in 12 seconds live stream has been nominated for any Emmys yet. I don't. Re- I haven't gotten notification, but I don't think it's impossible. Um, you know, it was award-winning television without question. Um, it was. You know, I titled it "Here's What You Do When Everything Is Effed Up," and you gotta save it at the last second. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's uh, announcements like that are always interesting because, like, when I left my house, you said I had a pretty good feed right i i sent because i i just told people like look if you find out that i am wasting my time here just tell me and i'll just say you know what what turned into about a, a nine hour day and mm-hmm. uh, um and just just let me know if i'm wasting my time and nobody had i sent a couple messages i said all right i'm leaving i'm, I'm committed 
And I got a message. I was about uh, midway, and somebody said, "You can be happy you win." So I thought I probably know what's going on. But look, this is—they're seventeen-year-old kids, man. Who knows, right? Until he actually pulls that hat out and puts it on, I don't think anybody's sure. You know, I mean, it, it was convenient that Missouri had video recording all the coaches just in case. You know, he he committed. I mean, a very big stroke of luck there that they just happened to be filming the coaches who were obviously caught in this very spontaneous moment. But um, big day for for Missouri, definitely. I mean, top three player in this in the country according to everybody, um, and a kid that. I know that that going into yesterday, like I had said, hey, this is not going to be, this is step one. This is not over on Monday. And and I wrote last night, I said, look, this could come back to burn me, but he really doesn't seem like a kid who's interested in continuing to be recruited. I, I He just didn't, I, I mean, I asked his mom, I legitimately asked his mom after the ceremony, I said, is he excited about this? Like, because you can't tell. He's just the most low-key you know, and of course, Oklahoma fans are going to take that. Well, he didn't want to go there. Of course, he's not excited. You know, and uh, but I think that's just who he is. He's right. a super quiet kid who really doesn't have much to say. And um, I think didn't, you know, both his parents I talked to after the ceremony and they said, we didn't know it was going to be this big a deal. Like his, his dad said two days ago, he came and told me ESPN was coming. And I was like, okay. You know, like I don't, I don't think anybody knew quite what a what a production it was. There was probably fifteen, twenty media members there yesterday with cameras and all that. So, uh, no big deal for Missouri. Absolutely, um, credit to Missouri social media for using the greatest GIF of all time. And, wow. and you know, who do you think you are? Uh, I am. That's the greatest thing in internet history. I have a group chat that my friends and I just kind of randomly send that back and forth every every few weeks. It's so good, and they also said Mizzou that too on the uh, the tweet that they ended up. So that was very convenient. They, they like us paid Sports Illustrated no royalties for using that. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, no, a very big day. Obviously, I had a lot of um, a lot of rival fans even message me and be like, "Hey, you know what? We're not even going to be like, congrats! Like that's 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 huge." Um, and I think it's really interesting too, you know, being from Kansas City, get, keeping that kid home is is big, especially with uh, Lee Summit North, as I mentioned on a previous podcast. They've been they've got some dudes there. Caden Green, another guy last year, I think it was top five in the state at least, um, pretty high in terms of offensive linemen, uh, went to Oklahoma, and so they've had some guys go to Oklahoma. I think they've got other guys on their team right now at Oklahoma uh, or committed to Oklahoma at Lee Summit North, but uh, so. Really big for Drinkwitz and company. I think that's a big recruiting step. And, and Gabe, we kind of touched on this yesterday about Ryan Wingo. There's a lot of buzz now about Ryan Wingo. That seems like the, the, everyone's attention has kind of turned to Ryan Wingo in that regard. But he seems like he's pretty steady and steadfast in where he's going to commit, or the when he's going to commit, I should say, um, in maybe. December. But um, maybe. Yeah, he's, he's still got some visits to take. I think I read today. I think he still has a couple visits scheduled. They, things change fast. We'll see what happens. Um, I, 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 look, I, and I don't know, I messaged with Ryan's dad this morning actually, and said, look, there's some talk. He's going to move this up. And I, it, I don't get that indication right now, but I wouldn't rule it out, rule out that it's happening. But I, I think, you know, what you mentioned about like other fan bases, I, I think most other fan bases in this outside of Georgia and Oklahoma were probably rooting for Missouri because this is good for college football and not because it's Missouri. Because it's not 
Oklahoma, Georgia, Ohio State, USC, Clemson, the, the places where these kids always go. And it's kind of restarted the conversation. And, and Dan Wetzel was the first guy I heard say this, and he has said it for a year and a half now. This has the chance to have, NIL has the chance to send some of these guys to places that they wouldn't otherwise go. You know, um, there's only so much money in so many spots at every school. Uh, so if you can now, you know, if, if Georgia can pay a kid $10 and Missouri can pay a kid $20, I mean, Georgia, you know, Missouri can't pay every kid $20. Right. Um, these are very made up low numbers. I think that's actually the but, exact total. Is what we're doing. Yeah, but, you know, um, they can't pay every kid $20, but they can pay some kids $20 that aren't going to get that from some of these other places. And so maybe it does redistribute a little bit of this really high-end talent. And, and obviously we're a little ways away from, from finding out if that's actually true. Well, that's what was kind of silly to me whenever I read things on Twitter and you see the people being like, I don't understand why he would go to Missouri. And you're like, that's exactly the place that you should want him to go. And you see people complaining about it. I'm like, why are you complaining? I see the people from Michigan complaining. And I, I see the people from, I, I don't know, Texas complaining. I'm like, this is where you should want them to go. Like, you don't want them going to Georgia. You don't want them going to Alabama. Like, if they're not choosing between your school and, you know, Missouri, then cheer for them to go to but Missouri. Also, if you are in the club, you don't really like more people getting in the club, right? right? Part of being in the club is that you can't get in this club. And so maybe those 12 schools just want everybody to go to those 12 schools, even if it means they're 11th out of the 12, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's it, but I, I think overall, like I will, I would love to see some of these kids go to like South Carolina, Ole Miss, you know, yeah. places like that that don't get these kids. I think I, that's... South Carolina does did, has gotten a five star. Well, right. I think that this, but this round, I do think that they have, which is great because I do think South Carolina is on our level of their, um, like their facilities, and I think that their NIL is kind of similar to ours. So I do think that this NIL system is working for schools like them, kind of like it is for ours. Yeah, I, I think, Gabe, we even talked about this, and this is something I keep coming back to when I think about, you know, the recruitment of, of, of William Swinnery and, and the recruitment of Ryan Wingo even, of that bill that was passed. And, like, that might be a monumental moment in uh, Missouri sports history for them getting that bill passed where they said, hey, NCAA, you can't mess with us. We have set our own rules with NIL now, uh, and kids who are in this state and they commit to the University of Missouri – loosely maybe even they can make money now and that is a huge and i think that is a, a massive incentive for high school kids who are looking to make nil life-changing money and having the ability to make it while they're still in high school and understand when we're talking life-changing money we're talking max two or three kids a year right yeah. I, I mean there just aren't they are not life-changing money is not going to the number nine prospect in the state of missouri you know i mean it right. is um we're talking Max two to three kids a year. Uh, I've talked to people that legitimately think Williams Winery is a generational talent. You know, they, they, I've had people use that phrase. Now we'll see if he is, obviously. But so this is not like the norm um, that's that's going to happen every year. But it, it's also really interesting. And, and I've said a bunch of times, I have many issues with the way NIL has been implemented. I have no issues with NIL as a concept, 
right? Like Williams, Winnery, go get everything you can get. And by the way, from what I've heard, Missouri wasn't even the biggest offer he had out there. Like he could have gotten more somewhere else, uh, but he wasn't going that far away from Kansas City. But my point is, get everything you can. It, you're worth what people say you're worth. Um, you know, and and it's just so weird the double standard we hold athletes to. Professional college, what you know, like oh well, that guy just you know he just even like when it's pro, Tyree Kill just wanted to be the highest paid wide receiver. Well, good for him, man. Why should he be? Right. You know, and so go get this money. I mean, if I was good enough at anything at 17 years old, I'd have probably taken the highest offer. You know, I, I say all the time, like people complain about these kids leaving school early for the pros. If Sports Illustrated had offered me a job after my sophomore year at Missouri, I'm taking it. 100%. I'm $50,000 for Sports Illustrated. I am there. Guess what? I just wasn't good enough at what I, these kids are better at what they do than, than I am to what I did. So good for them. Um, but I think there's, I think there's about a two year window here where, okay, we got this law in place. Let's go do everything we can because we all understand it's not going to be this way by about 2025. Right. Do you mean that in terms of it won't be that way, the law will be that way, or there, other there will states will some, have the same law? There will be some, I think, um, broader rules, kind of uniform rules of some sort put in in place, whether that is like, hey, here's the NIL law for everybody that wants to be part of the NCAA, whether there's a, these kids are employees, whether they're salary, I don't know. But I think it is clear to everybody in the sport, what we are doing here is simply not sustainable or intelligent. Like this is right. going to, and, and it's like, you know, I mean, credit to Missouri, their job is to win football games. Eli Drakewitz's job is not to worry about the, plan is not his money the you know hey do we need to play nice none of that is his job so credit to them for figuring out a way to gain this system but i think we can all look at it and say this is kind of a little bit stupid what's going on yeah i think so for sure but uh we'll be back we gotta take a break we gotta pay the bills we gotta we gotta hear from our some of our sponsors but uh first i want to tell you guys about homefieldapparel.com they got a great Mizzou drop that just happened on Saturday. If you haven't seen it already, they got the uh, 1960-something Big 8 champions. I can't remember off the top of my head. 61, maybe? Yeah, 1961 Big 8 champion shirt. Uh, it says Mighty Mizzou on it. That's a pretty good one. They got the Fighting Tiger shirt. It's a pretty good design as well. So pretty solid designs out there from homefieldapparel.com, and they make vintage uh, back to modern times. You know, uh, They make vintage cool. Vintage is in right now. I don't know if you guys know that. It's hip right now, the vintage stuff, and they make the vintage stuff on just like new shirts. So they take they take the licensing from these colleges, put their old logos on shirts. People love them. I love them. You love them. Everyone loves vintage logos. The Slippery Rock stuff that they have, I don't know if you've seen their Slippery Rock collection. I know this is a Mizzou podcast. This isn't a Slippery Rock run, but it's very solid. As I mentioned, you know, you can get the Mizzou stuff, but you there's also 150 colleges there. Uh, they just dropped a, fl a UIC Flames shirt that is absolutely insane. Uh, I don't even like UIC, and I might go buy it just because the design is so cool. Um, and if you want to get your hands on anything from Mizzou to UIC to Slippery Rock to Colorado School of Mines to Ferris State, you can use the promo code KCSN23 for 15% off of your first purchase at homefieldapparel.com. Go check them out. Good friends of the program. 
great friends of us all here at KC Sports Network on our college side of our network. They've got us all covered at, at homefieldapparel.com. So when we get back, we're going to talk about the team that's going to be on the field for this season and kind of how uh, maybe Williams and Henry plays into the defense moving forward. So we'll talk to you on the other side of the break. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Welcome back again to uh, Mizzou. That's who here on KCSN. Appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Uh, I want to talk about the team that's going to be on the field this year because I think obviously the defense is going to be what we presume the strong suit of this team. Um, obviously getting a big bit for, for Blake Baker and Williams Winery. Um, how much momentum can they carry from, a, I don't know if, if it, they really can carry momentum from a recruitment into the season, if that makes sense. But um, I want to talk about the defense. I feel like we've spent a lot of time talking about the offense because there's a lot more question marks on the offense, right, than the defense. Uh, but what have Gabe, so I know you've been to open practices every now and again. They let you in to see individual drills. Uh, but what has your overall arching thoughts been so far on the defense? I mean, again, we, we just don't see the defense line up against an offense very much, right? I mean, there's been, you know, Chad Bailey hasn't practiced a lot. Jalen Carlisle and Joseph Charleston have kind of been in and out, so I don't really know who's going to be there necessarily come uh, come game week. But I, I just don't – like, you spend time watching and talking about the questions you have. And I don't think we have a lot of questions about the Missouri defense. I mean – the only real question is how much is Darius Robinson playing defensive end versus playing traditionally inside, and are the other defensive ends good enough to to limit the number of snaps he takes outside? Um, but I, you know, it's is it harder to be good when nobody thinks you're going to be good, which nobody thought Missouri's defense would be good last August, or when everybody expects you to be good? Like you're now expected to carry this team. You know, um, because that's what would happen last year. So uh, we'll see again starting, what's today? August 14th, maybe? 15th. 15th. Yeah. So we are, you know, a month and a day away from the first game that actually counts that people should really pay attention to. Yeah. Maggie, any thoughts on uh, on what the defense has this year, expectation-wise? Well, I mean, I have pretty high expectations, I would say. I, but I mean, I think... That's based on, you know, kind of like Gabe said, they're getting a lot of kind of notoriety from Twitter, um, like accounts. You see, like CFF College Football are was putting um, uh, our secondary in the top ten. I think two point seven uh, had them right outside the entire defense, right outside of the top ten, like right in honorable mention um, for best defenses. Probably around April. I'm assuming that probably hasn't changed. Um, so yeah, I have kind of high expectations for them. I know we've kind of moved things around. I think like D they've moved like DJ Wisselak, um, and I'm hopefully I'm saying that correct. <laughs> um, back from linebacker to, to his natural position, I think at, at the edge is that, I think that's right. Right. Or did they move that? Is yeah. that no, that's right. Yeah. Okay. I can remember if that was opposite or not. Um, so I wasn't sure if you noticed any other differences like changes um that maybe we haven't seen or if that's pretty much standard yeah no i i don't think like there's not a lot of position switches i mean they've got a couple transfers coming in you know trevez johnson sydney williams in the secondary i think those guys will be yep. interesting to watch see what they bring um they they, they brought in a, a little more talent um uh, it's, it's just 
you know, it's it's weird to me that we are 10, 16 days from the opener, 15 days from the opener, something like that. And like, nobody's really talking about it. Yeah. No. You know, I mean, because of all this stuff with the recruiting and, and everything over the summer, I mean, I, I mean, look, what did we do the first half of this podcast on? You right. Know, it's, uh, so it's, it's, we'll get there. Um, but it doesn't feel like the season's two weeks away. Do you think? Do you think the South Dakota game will kind of be a lot of trial and error, and then it'll be we'll kind of know a little bit more? It better be. I mean, I always say games like that, like you can't learn anything good. Yeah, you can only learn bad things in that game. I mean, if whoever starts a quarterback, it, let's say it's Brady Cook, if he goes out and throws for two seventy five and three touchdowns and a half, okay, cool, you should. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm going to learn in that game is if he's seven for nineteen with two picks, then I'm a little bit like it was. I mean, the best example of that is the Missouri State game a few years ago, right? Season opener, it's 71-43, and everybody goes, ah, oh, the game was in hand. It's no big deal. No, it's a big freaking deal. We gave up 43 points. Played out over and over throughout that year. Like, yeah. that was not a fluke what you saw. They can't stop anybody. So you can learn bad things in that in those, in those that first game, but you can't learn much good. And you talk about from the defensive side of the ball, there's really no um... – position battles that are happening it seems like it's it, really it's kind of it, the defense just seems incredibly cut and dry like this is what we're well, getting you know it's maybe third linebacker it's how right, it, yeah what's the snaps look like between dale and carnell and trevez johnson but it's it, it's nothing where we're going i wonder who the guy's going to be here i mean maybe defensive end but i think it's probably some combination of robinson joe moore and and uh Johnny Walker at this point. Mm. But then that, you know, you talk about position battles. You look on the offense side of all, they're everywhere. Uh, one position battle that has seemingly been one that I do want to talk about with you guys is that the at the center position, Cameron Johnson was brought in from, uh, I believe, Houston uh, to compete with Connor Tolleson for that center position. I think they probably wanted to give that center position to Cameron Johnson, but it seems like Connor Tolleson has now won that position battle as they've moved Cameron Johnson to right guard now. Uh, Gabe, thoughts on that? I, 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 We were talking before that. It's I don't know how to feel about it. Right. There's two ways to look at it, right? And this is the exact same as the quarterback back yeah. right yeah. now. Did Connor Tolleson win this because Connor Tolleson is a lot better than last year and he just beat out Cameron Johnson? Or did Connor Tolleson win this because they brought in a kid who had always played guard to play center and he wasn't good enough to play center? And we don't know the answer to that. Well, obviously, the coaches are saying Tolleson's been so much better, and it's what they're going to say. Again, if Brady Cook is the starting quarterback, is he the starting quarterback because he's gotten a lot better, or is he the starting quarterback because the other two guys aren't good enough to beat him? I don't know. Uh, you know, and I'm not, but I, I'm not picking a side. I'm just saying those are the two ways to look at it. And I think if you are naturally optimistic, you're going to say this is awesome that Connor Tolleson has improved and he's the player everybody thought he was coming out of Jackson three years ago and all that. And if you are naturally pessimistic, you're going to go, hang on, we hired this dude's offensive line coach and we brought him in to play center and now he ain't even our center. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm skeptical about this because I said before preseason camp, I said I thought Cameron Johnson was the most important player on this offense. I said if he comes in and he wins the center position, everything else falls into place. And if he can't, then you're back to kind of piecing things together. But again, maybe Connor Tolleson got a lot better. You know, I, I think it's interesting. Gerard Hamilton for us uh, posted today, uh, 
on our message board. The other transfer offensive lineman, Marcellus uh, Johnson, yeah. who has been expected to be the right tackle, he was working a little bit at guard today, and Armand Mimbo is out at right tackle. So, look, you do have to at least acknowledge the possibility they went and got two transfer portal offensive linemen, and are these guys SEC starters? I, I don't know. I don't love but, that. Man, that's kind of a scary thought. But also, we are, as Mizzou fans, I think that we're naturally pessimistic. Because whenever Wait, what? <laughs> you think? Because when you say that thing, I mean, every single comment under Cook is the starting quarterback is a negative comment. Mm. Every, I mean, it it just is. So the way that people are going to feel about the Tolleson thing is going to be the exact same. I mean, you you watch our offensive line issues. There's no way people are going to be like, oh, that's amazing. He definitely got a lot better. I mean, it's just, I, I mean, I was the offensive line's biggest critic last year, so it's hard for me to sit here and say that I'm going to feel that way, you know? So right. I don't know. I'm... Well, I feel had... like I, I feel like I would have more optimism about Cook get, getting better because I know at least Cook underwent surgery and I know that he was injured. It's hard for me to believe that, you know, iron just sharpens iron that much, you know. So with the with the center battle, so I don't know. We've had that conversation about how the offensive line is kind of going to make everybody better. Like to be fair. Offensive line last year was kind of in shambles in terms of like injuries, and it seems like they had a different player in there every week, uh, shuffling guys in and out, and that can bring disarray to an offense. And if I don't think that Eli Drinkwitz is going to put this is this is where we're getting into like position conversations. This happens a lot with the Chiefs, right? Too. I don't think Andy Reid. I don't think Eli Drinkwitz are purposely putting guys out there that aren't the best five, right? I think that I think he's trying to figure out who his best five offensive linemen are. And I think that just kind of goes with moving guys around and seeing what their abilities are, the versatility to be. That's what I'm telling myself, at least, about this situation. I think it's kind of a trial period right now. Uh, but you mentioned kind of that in, in the offensive line helping Brady Cook or helping whoever that quarterback is in terms of protection, run blocking. I think the running back position uh, could be a little bit interesting as well because, you know, the wide receiver position, I think Eli Drinkwitz even said this on 810, I think he got blown out of context a little bit how Stephen St. John asked him about how talented his wide receiver room was, and he said, I'm tired of talking about how talented they are. They need to go out and prove themselves. People were like, oh, well, he's bad about his wide receiver. Like, no, that's, he's tired of talking about potential. He wants to see them actually go out there and do something. That's where I'm at with this whole team. Yeah, I, I got nothing left to say about the quarterback. But really, I got nothing left to say about anything. Until, I mean, let's. I know that's that's great podcast material, right? I got nothing to say, but like, I, I mean... I don't know how many more ways we can break this team down. They're going to go out and and we're going to find out, you know, are they, have they taken a step forward from last year? And if so, how big? And and there are a lot of things riding on the answer to that question. I mean, tying it back to, to what we were talking about at the beginning. Like this feels like to me to be a year where Eli has to win enough to give you confidence for, Luther Burden to be in his third year. And, you know, some of these guys, whether it's Sam Horn, whoever, to be in, in his second year as a starter, for Dalen Carnell to be a third-year guy, for Winnery to show up on campus, you know. Um, 
Like this doesn't feel to me like a year that you can look at and say they're going to win 10 games. But this feels like this needs to be that step forward year so that you can talk about a program maybe that can win 10 games at some Mm. point in the future, right? And if this step, if this season is not that step, then you're going to, you'll be justified wondering if that step is ever really interesting with with football altogether and we'll get into it more as we get closer to the uh, it's already pretty close but we'll have our season preview episode obviously that we'll do prior to the first week of the or the second we'll do it sometime you'll get it whenever you get it uh of the uh the before the season but uh guys i want to take a break real quick and then when we get back there's some basketball news to talk about just cleaning up real quick uh because i feel like we haven't basketball has been also having a very good time recruiting while Missouri football has been having a very good time recruiting, I feel like the football's kind of overshadowed basketball a little bit. We'll get, we'll touch on basketball coming up right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back into Mizzou. That's who here on KC Sports Network. Let's shift gears to the hardwood. Couple big four-star recruits coming into uh, Columbia for Dennis Gates and company. He's got himself a highly, highly uh, graded or ranked uh, class as of now for 2024. With maybe some sights set on a couple other guys. Gabe, uh, kind of give us the lowdown on uh, Marcus Allen and uh, Peyton Marshall. Yeah, Marcus Allen, four-star, small forward, generally regarded as one of the best defensive players in the class, um, good athlete. Peyton Marshall, 
somewhere between 6'10", 300, and 7'3". I, where he falls in that, I don't, he's freaking big, okay? Like, he, I, I've gotten so many, was he 6'10", or 7'? I don't know. If I stand next to him, I'm going to be looking straight up. That's what I know. He's huge. He is one of the bigger 17-year-old people I've ever seen in my life. I know this much. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see, like, how a guy like that fits into what Dennis wants to do. I mean, he's, he's regarded as a good passer, you know, a, a, a good a, a good defensive player. I mean, he's not a guy that you would think is going to get up and down the floor and shoot a bunch of threes, which is what Dennis does. But also, I have a feeling Peyton's going to get very familiar with the trainer when he gets to Missouri, you know, and, and kind of turn that into more of, of, of the, the body and the, the style of play that they want. But I mean, I don't know guys like Dennis didn't even sign one of the top three, didn't even get a commitment from one of the top three players in the country last week. I was like, what are we even talking about? How rude. Uh Um, No, it's so cool to finally feel like we're going to have a big man on our team. I just feel like we have struggled with height and just like brim protection. And it just, when, you know, obviously I feel like we had been in the talks of getting him and I felt confident that we were going to get him and just to get that commitment felt really good. So I just feel like that whole staff has done just so good. Um, And we went into all of these commitments feeling pretty confident. And I just, I'm, Super grateful. Also, shout out CY. It's his birthday today. It is. From friend of the podcast. A friend of the podcast. He also said he wants to come on the podcast again this year. I feel like I make room getting closer to the season. We'll let him. Um, You could twist my arm. But no, Mizzou basketball's having putting together a heck of a class. Six in the country right now, according to Rivals, uh, with, you know, Gabe, as you mentioned. In on some more guys, too, that they can get, that they can grab, and then some some bigger recruits as well. yeah, I think they'll only take one more, honestly. Yeah. Uh, maybe two. If 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 there's somebody out there that's just like too good to turn down, right? You figure it out. But in college basketball right now, like it's just really tough to have six freshmen on. Mm-hmm. I I mean, because you can't play them all, and that means two of them are probably gonna leave. You know, so uh, Honor Boating is is visiting at the end of August. They love him. They take him. Uh, Ryan Jones Jr. has a visit scheduled. He's, I don't know where, I can't remember where he's at in our rankings, but I I think he's top 75 player right now, you know? So like, are we really at a place where Missouri's going eh, top 75? We're good. Yeah, we might be honestly, you know, because there just aren't that many spots. So if you can get boating, this is a guaranteed top 10 class. Um, and you know, that's, uh, it's not bad. Where's Boateng at? Where's he ranked in it? He's 21st. He's the highest ranked four star in the country um, right now. So wow. I think it'll be Missouri, Arkansas. Um, he might take a couple other visits, but I think it's probably a battle between those. And, you know, it's, I mean, getting an Arkansas kid who has an Arkansas offer to leave Arkansas is very, very difficult. Wow. Missouri thinks it has a good shot of doing it. Um, and if they do, I would argue that would, would be one of the more impressive wins I've seen out of Missouri basketball on the recruiting trail in a long time. Talking the three recruits they have right now are in the rivals 150th. Yeah. I mean, what I was just looking at. Yeah. 
Gates has seven. He's he's gotten commitments from seven high school guys since he's been at Missouri. They've all been four stars, and they've all been in the hot the top hundred and twenty five in the country. I, I mean, and I, I'll be honest, guys, that is how Missouri should recruit. Yeah. When you are a Power Five program, that is how you should recruit. It was just that Missouri fans go, got so used to not recruiting that way for seven or eight years that they kind of like. And, and I'm not trying to take credit away from Dennis, but. There's only 66 high major teams. Right. There are 50 kids in the top 150. You shouldn't get a couple of them every year. Just yeah. by sheer numbers, it was just so weird from 2017. to I, I don't even know really if Missouri tried to get very many of them. No. But it is good to see uh, Missouri up at the top of these rankings now when it comes to the recruiting on the basketball side of things and the recruiting on the football side of things. I know that I think Williams Winery shot them up like twenty some spots on the rivals board. At Twelve and sixty one to forty nine. See, Gabe, that is very tough for me because one starts with a six and one starts with a right. four. Uh, so that <laughs> man, that bad feels like twenty. That's twenty right there. I mean, you can say twenty; it'll change probably by tomorrow. It's but it only the the problem with the ranking system is that everything is based on sheer. I mean, obviously, it has something to do with the quality but a lot of it has to do with the quantity so it looks a little bit it's a little skewed i get it but quantity does also matter it, do, it because, does matter look you're, like, you're god it. miss you're gonna miss on some of these guys right like they're not all gonna hit so if you've got 20 guys you've got a better chance of finding eight that are gonna start than if you've got 13 guys so quantity i do think has to figure in some and again, not look. Our rankings are no ranking system is perfect. It's all objective or subjective, I should say. But <laughs> like, I do think the number has to come into play at least a little bit. Yeah, but we can add like five, three stars right now, and that would probably shoot us up a decent amount by sheer qu- by quantity. Just yeah. because I mean, even though they're they're three stars, I mean, and we've been adding a bunch of four stars. Which I mean, obviously, I think that we have um, Drake. Um, uh, what's it, Kirkpatrick? I almost said Greenlaw, but I realized yeah, he plays now that on Friday. Yeah, what's that? Which, he's younger I, than I am. I mean, not him. His dad. His dad's like two years younger than me, which is wild. Wild to think about. Yeah, hey, he played at Bama like I don't know six months ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like saw. I was like. I was like, when did he play there? And I looked it up and I was like, holy. Like, I'm not even that old. Do you you guys ever think about how Kansas got, like, the highest rated recruit football-wise that they ever had in the history of the program this summer? And it was a four-star. I know, Gabe, you probably don't think about this. But, uh, and it was a four-star. I just thought about that randomly. It just, it makes me chuckle sometimes that they got a four-star. They're like, wow, this is the highest rated recruit we've ever had. Here's here's why I don't think about that. Like I was was talking to a couple guys at the Lee at Lee Summit North yesterday, and we're talking about some recruit. No, all right. I have no idea who it was. Right? Uh, they said, "What's his name?" I go, "I don't know." Look, if they're not coming to Missouri, I literally don't pay any attention to them. Like I went to an AAU tournament one time, and I was like, "Man, that dude looks pretty good over there." Well, it was Marvin Bagley. He was the number one player in the country. <laughs> Missouri wasn't. No, I don't care who he is. That's fair. Well, 
Listen, it's a good time in terms of recruiting in, in uh, Columbia, Missouri. It's a good time to be a Tiger. Great day, great great year, great week to be a Tiger. So uh, very excited for what we got cooking up here in Columbia. We'll be back with uh, Gabe mentioned. That first game is right around the corner, sneaking up on us. So we'll have a we'll have a season preview coming up probably next week. The more that I think about it, uh, we'll have a season preview. And then we'll be back with some more uh, great podcasts that you guys love from us here at Mizzou. That's who. We really appreciate you guys listening all the way to the end of the podcast. We'll be back again next week. So until then, we'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.